Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to That Movie List Podcast. I am your host, the voice of many podcasts, the leader of the Views from the Sofa Network. I've got podcasts like the Wrestling Predict Cast. I've been a guest on the team sheet and I produce from the canvas. I am, if there's going to be a Hall of Fame of podcasts, I've, I've, I've got to be in there. I am Ben White. And joining me is a man who just needs no introduction. So, this week is we're going to do exactly that. Introductions of characters. The first times you see characters on screen and the best ways they've introduced characters with their first scenes. How, how was it making your list, Dave? It was excellent. It's, it's nice to be here, as ever. Thank you very much for the lovely introduction. Um, yeah, the list. this list was dead easy. It was... There were a few immediate ones that came to mind and then a couple of others that sort of with a little bit more pondering came came into mind and then I thought, right, I'm gonna this feels like one that I've missed something obvious. So I did did some internet checking as well. And uh yeah, I, I did add in one on that one as well. But uh yeah, not too bad. How about you? No, exactly the same. So there was it was inspired by I watched Casablanca over the weekend. I'd never seen the film Casablanca Frankly, before. Ben. I don't care. I mean, that's gone with the wind. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Of all, I mean, that has got like ridiculous, like of all the gin joints in all the world, it's got, he's, he's looking at you, kid. That's the start of a beautiful friendship. They're all the same film. It's all the same. I've never seen Gone with the Wind because it's about five hours long and it looks like I'd hate it. Yeah. I just, yeah. But Casablanca was an hour and 40 minutes, which was just perfect. That's, that's not so bad. solid. And they keep talking about Rick. And this guy, Rick, and they build him up. It's Humphrey Bogart's character. Mm. And I was just watching it going, I can't wait to meet Rick. Like, when we first see Rick, it's going to be brilliant. And it wasn't that great. It wasn't Walking Dead it wasn't, Rick. No, it wasn't Walking Dead no. Rick. Yeah, it wasn't as cool as that. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it was a disappointment, but they did better to build the character. And that's what made me think, you know what? We need to do great character intros. So... <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's, a, there's a link there to your introduction about yourself. Big build-up, big build-up, big build-up. <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> what I really struggled with was I'd, I'd kind of pre-plan that. I try and pre-plan the, the the podcast intros, and I really struggled to find things to big myself. <laughs> Just created a podcast hall of fame for no reason to put myself in it. <laughs> you should have text Ben. <laughs> yeah, let you write my intro. Yeah, we'd have given you a good. Yeah, list. we'll see that. Yeah, I bet. Um, so the idea is these are. I'm telling you now, just in case. Um, these are the first time we see characters. The first scenes they're in, and they make a big impact. They're really cool moments, set up the characters, and and they're iconic. How many do you think we've got of the same? I think this is going to be a lot of the same list. I'm I'm going minimum three, if not four. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be minimum three, if not four. It might just be a lot of us going. Oh, I can't talk about that one yet. Yeah, and getting very confused about the order. Yeah. And if you enjoy listening to that, you should listen to the uh, the the roster choosing on the wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, the best wrestlers of twenty twenty one was a little bit like that. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah, all very awkward pauses while we waited for everyone else to go. Have you got no one's got that wrestler. All right, no, I'll keep talking about that one. Yeah, um, really pushing the wrestling podcast today as well. So if you're not a fan of wrestling, just just yeah, don't worry about it. 
So, you going first or win? <laughs> you Sorry. go first or I might go first? Uh, you go first, Ben. Now, I think we've got the same one in even in number five here. Okay. Because Bet we haven't. You sure? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, I've gone for... The, I mean, this is up there as one of the greatest introductions a character can have. But I know we're going to talk about it later if you don't already have it. So That's I it. have to kind of not do my tease I normally do for you to <laughs> undercut it with. I've got a layer on. So my number five is the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, got that later on. <laughs> that we'll later. come back to that then. Your number five? So my number five is one of the... It was the second one that came to mind. And I don't think you're going to have this on your list. My number five is Ethan Hunt. Oh, nice. Okay. So in the first Mission Impossible film, where they're interrogating a Russian or Eastern European agent... And there's a, a guy in a mask doing it. Or there's a guy doing it. And then he kills him. Rip, and then walks off, rips off his mask. And it's Ethan Hunt. Yes. And it's like, oh, that was a mask. <laughs> I didn't know that was a mask. And I know it's a, I know it's like a, um, a nod to the TV series where they all had masks. And it was all very, like, that sort of set in the tone for the film. But yeah, it was proper unexpected. And it just sort of, it's obviously popular because it's in every single Mission Impossible film going forwards as well. It becomes a staple of the whole series, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's it. it what's clever about the first one is you absolutely don't see. It. You just you, there's no way you can see it coming. No. You don't know it's going to happen. No. And I can't remember the context for the first one because I remember the second one's the plane. The yeah. second one's when he does it on the plane and he's in. The, but they do it. They switch it for the second one, which is clever because it's Tom Cruise and the guy he's trying to protect. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise takes his face off. Yeah. And it's the bad guy for the films, but actually been playing Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then that's what happens later on. You even get to the point where you're going, watching scenes and later ones going, oh, it's the mask thing. <laughs> they haven't done the mask thing yet. And that's definitely the mask thing. Yeah. So, and even when they play with it later on with the voice things messing up. So you're in the mask, but you don't sound like the person you're supposed to sound like. Yeah. And so it is dead clever how that has a bit of a longer impact. And yeah, really, really good intro to. Because it's a bit of an understated intro as well, actually. Yeah, I'd compared say Compared so, to how yeah. big a character he becomes. Yeah, and and compared to the future intros as well. So as the as the franchise has gone on, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. So, yeah, it, it's it's quite nice in its understatement, looking back at what we know now and how the films have gone. So it's it's a weird mission. The first Mission Impossible film is a bit of a weird one because it's not very action-packed at all. There's about two or three proper set pieces. Yeah. But it's an amazing spy movie. Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of those films that you really enjoy, but you come out of it going, I've got no idea what happened. And <laughs> yeah, then like on your 10th watch of it at Christmas, it's like, okay, now I think I get it now. Yeah. It's definitely that. Yeah. Well, the problem is when you first watch it, you think you're watching a Bond movie. Yes. So yeah. you are watching it going, why is, like, he's, but he hasn't punched anyone for the last half hour, so that's confusing. <laughs> and I don't even really know who the bad guy is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that one's, that's dead clever. So, yeah, there you and go. Starting to film the new one, so we're looking forward to that. Indeed, in in England. Oh, perfect. Yeah, interesting. Right, your number four. I don't think you'll have this for your number four. So I think this is where one of our first big changes are going to be. Okay. I've gone for Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. I haven't got him. So this was a bit of a weird one because they don't really build him up at all in the film, and this Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't supposed to be this big, mega, huge franchise at all in fact mm. a lot of people thought it was going to flop particularly when rumours of Johnny Depp's kind of playing this guy weird like he's not doing traditional pirate 
he's playing it like a drunk guy the whole time. It's bizarre. Yeah. And then the the intro for Jack Sparrow is you see him with the proper Pirates of the Caribbean theme going for it, and he's on that ship sailing in. He's on the mast. Yeah. And then what you slowly realise is the ship is sinking. And it's sinking and sinking and sinking. And then it just sinks to the point where it hits the dock and he just wanders off the mast onto the dock side. <laughs> and he just makes his way through the town interacting with people and all the rest of it. And it's just, you watch it going, this guy is so cool. Yeah. Like This is the perfect way to introduce this man. And then from the moment you see him, you're like, well, that's it. He's, this is the hero. This is the guy. Considering, I think... Orlando Bloom's clearly supposed to be the hero of that movie. Yeah. It's Captain Jack Sparrow every day of the week. Yeah, stole, stole the movie, didn't oh, he? without a doubt. From that first scene, he stole that movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those where it's just, you couldn't sum up how effortlessly cool, but at the same time, rubbish a guy is. Because his ship yeah. is sinking. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's coming in on a sinking ship. Mislaid confidence. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's perfect. So, yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow is number four. Good shout Right, your number four. So my four, I think you may have this one. Um, I've gone for another franchise. Yeah. I've gone for Daniel Craig. Ooh. I don't have Daniel Craig. Okay, interesting. So I've gone for Bond's entrance in Casino Royale. Nice. Because I know we've spoken about this on a fairly recent episode as well, the black and white introduction in Casino Royale. Yeah. Um, and how that builds and how it's just a complete change from the the Piers Brosnan years and how it just introduces that and it immediately clicks you out of that smarmy, quipping, sort of smooth James Bond into the gruff, ready... I'm gonna I'm gonna kill a man by banging his head against a sink and uh, <laughs> roll through some toilet cubicles yeah. and yeah and still deliver a cool line. Yeah. It just shifts. It, it shifts your expectations of that film so well within the first two minutes or so. And I know it's not a new introduction. I know it's not a new character, but it is effectively a new Bond. So yeah, it's exactly that. It's the fact that it sets him up. Yeah. It's like just it, it completely sets him up as a new Bond. So yeah. it's, it's exactly what you said. He's now the gruff, violent, like proper rough diamond rough diamond that's it yeah he's not the polished assassin he's supposed to become which Daniel Craig I don't think ever really becomes anyway but no. and it's the idea that you go through all of that and then it becomes that it becomes the shoot at the screen scene right at the end so yeah. you're like because there is a little part of you when you watch it going oh oh we're not getting the walk across the screen and then when it does yeah. happen you're like okay yeah I mean yeah this guy's <laughs> yeah this guy's Bond this guy's Bond and he I do like we've talked about this before I do like the idea when it starts black and white and you and the first time you watch it in the cinema screen, it's black and white, and everyone going, "Oh, it's broken! It's broken! Is this going? Is this? Is this the whole thing black and white? I didn't. Have to, did you see a trailer? The trailer's black and white. It's the whole thing black and white. Yeah. So, well, yeah, no one enjoys that first few minutes initially. Yeah, but no, it is. It's, it sets him up so well. But uh, yeah, he was Bond's on my list. Interesting, but not the Daniel Craig Bond. Wow. Okay. Okay. Right. Your number. My three. number three, you've got to have. My number three is the Joker in the Dark Knight. Yes, I do have him. Way Further higher, up. I bet. Yeah, I thought he'd be way higher. So your number three? My number three is the T-Rex. Yeah. I mean, I mean, go for it. It's the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, Ben. 
So what makes his intro so good? Sorry, I, I ben, Ben's dying to take a drink. I'm yeah, just I am, keep, yeah. keep on saying <laughs> short sentences. Um, yeah, so the the T-Rex is teased throughout Jurassic Park. You know it's coming because it's on all the pictures. It's in all the trailers. It's on all the movie, all the posters. Um, it's teased at the start of the movie and when it's getting fed. Um, the it's It's sort of... The dread is built up about the T-Rex when... Are the fences up? Are the fences down? The the, the fences are up on the T-Rex paddock. You're okay. Um, and then... The goat. The goat, the yeah. The goat bit's amazing. Yeah, on the on the cable. And then next time we look, the goat's disappearing. You yeah. see a claw. And then it's, oh, what's coming? What's coming? And then, yeah, that that initial roar and the, the whole... Uh, the water and the glass and the car just sort of as 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 it starts approaching really slowly when you watch it back in hindsight it's like thud yeah <laughs> yeah but he's got no, he's got nowhere to be having a scratch <laughs> <laughs> sniff around he's also like the biggest predator in the whole he, according to a team T-Rex don't have any other predators yeah so why is he so nervous uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It should just be wandering around like I own this place. I own this thing. So that's fair. Yeah, so I like yeah, to think it's the Jaws thing yeah. tuning in his head. Like, <laughs> <"Dur-dun."> <laughs> yeah, something in that. There's something in that. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the water, isn't it? Yeah, it's the water. It's the water in that. And they try every every film, Jurassic Park. They try and recreate it, but mm. it's it's never been bettered than just the boom and it's just you know they put the kids in the car on their own with the with the smarmy lawyer yeah with all the heroes in the other car it's set up so perfectly and then it's the eye the eye against the window and the yeah and everything about that scene is perfect it's you don't i don't think you top that scene okay maybe the raptors in the kitchen yeah is the only one that the tension, tops the yeah. tension and fear yeah, but apart from that, you don't tend, you don't top that scene again. Once once the T Rexes trash the cars, it never gets. The, the film's still amazing. Jurassic Park's one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, but that's probably the best moment in the whole movie. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, and I think I know we say this every time we talk about Jurassic Park as well, but the the special effects still stand up. That T Rex looks just as good as the T Rex is in the the recent films, the yeah. films from now. So. Yeah, it's stood the test of time in every aspect. When I show that to my... I mean, my daughter's four years old. When I show that to my, I don't know, five-year-old daughter. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, when can you show her stuff? I don't know. When when I show her Jurassic Park, it was one of those things where I I want there to... I'll be gutted if she's not terrified. I I want her, you know... Show her early then. That's what that's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's the point. Five's a good age, yeah. I don't know if I'm caught with the nightmares (laughs) against how, how cool it'll be. The only problem with it is... There is the big dull moment. There's the big dull how do we create the park bit with the cartoon little DNA guy. I always remember as a kid being bored out of my mind there going, just get to the dinosaurs. When the dinosaurs can start eating people. This is dull. I don't care about this. Like as, a, as, a, as like an adult now, you appreciate those scenes yeah. and it's quite clever. But I remember as a kid thinking, oh God, this bit's dull. Yeah. Yeah. So particularly after the, on when you've got the high from seeing the Brachiosaurus or Brontosaurus, whichever one it was. Um, I don't. Th- I don't even think they've done that bit yet. You that- s- you see that first, and then it cuts, and it takes you into the the building where they're asking the questions, order? and then they ask them, yeah, because then they go and show them the eggs and all that sort of oh, stuff. Okay, but, fair enough. Yeah, but it, it 
takes you right up and, and like dinosaurs cool and then as a kid it drops you right down to that and it's so boring yeah and I remember it's just the, the jokes falling like I don't find any of this funny yeah I don't I just I just just show me something eating something please so <laughs> but fair enough yeah the T-Rex in uh, Jurassic Park without a doubt okay right you're number two my number two's got to be in your list probably number two I've gone for Indiana Jones who made us a lost art Okay, no, he's not my number two. <laughs> Who's your number two then, Dave? My number two is the Joker. Fair enough. We'll talk about the Joker now then. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, okay, so the Joker, it's the bank scene mm. I've gone for. Yes. Which is technically his introduction as a yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you see him properly in the pencil scene, whereas mm. how do I make his pencil disappear? But it is the actual bank scene yeah. where you've seen him for the first time. And it's just, that whole scene's incredible when they keep talking about who is this Joker guy. Mm. And you realise as they're going through, the person they're talking about is in the scenes. They're, ta- they're talking about the Joker yeah. to the Joker the whole time and how he set up the whole thing perfectly. And then he takes his mask off and delivers that. What doesn't scare you, what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Yeah. Oh, it's just a great line. Yeah. And yeah, from that moment, you're like, oh, this is this is the greatest film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Done. There we go. Might as well stop watching films. Never gonna get better than this. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it, it's it's just perfectly done, and it's one of the. I I'm not a snobby cinema person. I, I I won't sit there and admire the cinematography very often, but I distinctly remember there's a lot of um, sort of swooping high down to low camera angles yeah. in that, and I think it gives a lot of. It, it makes the the scene seem small, but then when you're in the midst of it, like there's a lot of, it really puts you in there, and it you sort of feel the importance of what's going on in this little space that no one else knows about yet because the alarms haven't gone off or whatever. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of the I don't know why it it flagged to me. I don't know why I noticed it, but it's just something that I, I think of every time I see it now. It's a weird one because you forget about it as well. Yeah, because. There's so many bigger moments throughout the whole film yeah. that you put the Dark Knight on or you catch the Dark Knight on TV and it starts with that bank scene and you go, oh God, of course it does. Yeah. Like you forget that's the opening scene and that's the first time you see Joker because in my in my head, it's like I said, the first time you see Joker really is when he does the pencil thing and he has his proper... Mo- and that's when you properly see him. He's talking, yeah. you see Heath Ledger as him properly, but it's actually that bank scene and you forget and it's so perfectly done that they just made it... They actually put that ahead of... Well, the Warner Brothers movies beforehand as the trailer for the for the film. So they actually went, we're going to take this little prequel and we're just going to put it ahead and you'll watch this prequel and then it'll, it'll finish with a proper trailer and The Dark Knight. So, yeah, cool. it's so yeah, definitely. It was, I think it was if you went to see anything in IMAX. Right. Because that bit was filmed completely in IMAX as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, so The Joker. Per- perfect intro to a bad guy. Nice. So, hi, Dave here from That Movie List Podcast. Now you know me, I live for the little surprises that life throws at you. Finding a fiver in the pocket of an old coat, thinking you'd eaten the last biscuit in the tin only to discover there's an entire second layer. Waking up thinking your alarm will be going off soon, then realising it's 2am and you can just roll over and go back to sleep. Well, I've got another surprise for you. Remember wrestling from the 90s and early 2000s? 
Well, it's still happening today under the WWE brand. And even better, the Views from the Sofa Network has a podcast about it to help get you back up to speed. On it, the guys preview the upcoming main events and predict the outcomes of each match as part of an ongoing league. There's also the opportunity for you to win free WWE merch each round by playing along as well. So, if you want to restart your love affair with wrestling and potentially win some merch, why not listen in to the Wrestling Predict Cast wherever you get your podcasts from. Your number one's Indiana Jones. Yes. Should we talk about that one? Because you've got that on your list as well. I have, Two yeah. Opinions. Let's do that one now. So, this was tricky for me because I was like, well, clearly it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. But if you think about every other movie... He gets great intros in every single one of his films. He does. He does. Now, it's technically Raiders of the Lost Ark. It has to be, because that's your character introduction. It is. Absolutely, it is. And it's just, you just don't see him for all the way through the jungle. Yeah. It, it's just that, I think the first the first time you see him is a, a shadow and then a silhouette. Yeah. And it's just the hat, the whip, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> And then he's the guy pulls the gun on him, doesn't he? And he whips the gun out of the guy's hand. Yeah. And then the camera pans up, and he's there looking all Harrison Ford. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's just, it's just, and and to be fair, what I love about that intro as well is he's super cool in that moment, mm. and that's the coolest he ever is in yeah. any of his films. Because absolutely. the rest of the time, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's absolutely making it up as he goes along. He's just there's very cool moments where he is, but that is the bit where you're like. Oh, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And then within the next five minutes, you're like, oh, this guy's just absolutely incompetent. <laughs> like, what is he doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it is just such a perfect intro for the guy. But then I love Temple of Dooms, the bit where he's in the um, club. So you're in the yes. go-go club place and you're listening to, it starts off with that song and dance number yeah. and it eventually gets to him sat drinking poison and all that bit brilliant sequence and then uh, Last Crusade is him as a kid yeah. and I always love Last Crusade for the character intro where it's after the kids finally manage to get back the stolen item it gets taken off him anyway Yeah, and the guy puts the hat on his head That's and when it, he puts his hat. head up it's in, it's ah oh, it's so it's proper Spielberg it's just amazing it so is. yeah the, the bit with that hat bit where he where he puts his head up and it's Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and he's getting punched yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he's instantly <laughs> in trouble <laughs> exactly um, well then Kingdom Skull I think is the shadow is the silhouette shadow but I don't remember it well enough it is the silhouette shadow because you, you're sitting there so excited about seeing an Indiana Jones film again for the first time in years and you you watch you see that happen it's like <gasps> it's like the first one and it's all about the nostalgia and then the film sort of Goes up and down from there, really. Yeah, it does. I think it starts really high, Kingdom Skull. I really? genuinely think it starts brilliantly, and you're like, I'm in. Yeah. And then just slowly goes to nothing. Yeah. Spielberg's not doing the, the next one. Is he not? He's not directing the next one. He's put it across to, I think it might be Neil Blomkamp, the guy who's done like District 9 and stuff like that. Okay, that so should may, still be all right. Might still work, but. But yeah, so... Uh, I hope we'll, it's just we'll a silhouette of uh, Indiana Jones sat down somewhere. <laughs> so, I'm tired. I'm too just, old for this. Come on, what am I doing this again? <laughs> well, I mean, I've done everything. What more yeah. can you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that new film. I'm not. No, I'm not. So. Leave it alone. Right, you're number one. So, I've already kind of hinted at who it is. You have. It's James Bond. But it's the first time we ever meet James Bond in Doctor No. 
And the first time you meet James Bond in Doctor No, it's at a... So Doctor No doesn't start with the walking across the screen shooting. It doesn't even start with like... It doesn't have a proper intro moment. It starts with three blind guys walking through Jamaica and then they become assassins and they kill a spy. Mm. And Bond's mission is to find out who's assassinated that spy and it obviously ends up being Dr. No, working for Dr. No, all the rest of it. Yeah. So it doesn't have any of the normal tropes of Bond whatsoever. So the first time you meet him is when they're like, we're going to send this agent in, James Bond, and it cuts to a casino. Mm. He's at the casino table. He's having a cigarette. There's a lady opposite him. And the first line Sean Connery says as Bond is when the lady says, you know, it's your it's your play here, mister. And he goes, Bond. James Bond, while he's drinking, he's, he's drinking a martini yeah. at a poker table, wearing a tux. And you're watching it going, oh, they've just done this character in Wonga. <laughs> like everything about Bond here is here. And the music hits, they're done, done. And it's just like, oh, this is, if you had to sum him up in one go, yeah. he's there, wooing a lady that he's got to interrogate across a table using <laughs> poker, says his iconic line, and it's just perfectly Bond in one go. So nice. when, I, when I thought about character introductions, it went Joker first, Indiana Jones, but I thought, well, you couldn't have summed a guy up better yeah. and it never gets more iconic. All that happens then is all those tropes just get carried out from every other film, just yeah. from that one James Bond moment. So That's a yeah. really good shout. I didn't that I wouldn't have come up with that in in hours. That's a really really good shout. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like they they use that in the other twenty odd films afterwards, haven't they? It's great. Yeah. And you're waiting for it in every other movie. Yeah. And I think he might even be drinking a vodka martini, but don't don't quote me on that. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> so yeah, there's our there's our five. Only a few. This, well, both had T Rex, both had Joker, both had Indiana Jones, but both had a Bond. Yeah. And then Jack Sparrow and uh, Ethan Hunt. So pretty good. Obviously, get in touch and let us know. So at uh, at that movie list pod on Twitter and Facebook, um, just let us know your. You know, top character introductions because I know just doing a bit of research, there's a fair few we've missed and glossed over. Did you have any honourable mentions? The one that I almost put in the list was Willy Wonka. Yes, and he was almost in mine as well. Um, the the little bit where he comes out of the chocolate factory after a really slow, boring build up, <laughs> and and it lasts forever. Oh, that walk, I remember God. as a kid, it lasts forever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and then obviously looks to go and fall over, and then. Does a little forward somersault and stands up and he's all Willy Wonkery. What I love about that is if he'd actually done that in front of the world's press and everything for the first time in that role, then gone, hey, he wouldn't have got cheered. Like no. today, he wouldn't have got cheered. Today, it'd be so, it'd be like, oh, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, who is this prat? Like, what is he trying to do here? Yeah. It'd just be so cynical where it's joy when he does it. Like, oh, yeah. This guy's all right. It wouldn't be hashtag Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> no, it certainly wouldn't. It certainly wouldn't. Okay, so, uh, it's time for my quiz. Excellent. Which means it's time for my musical sting. You know it's true. Everything I do. Oh. I do it for. Quiz. What do you think of that one? Awesome. That is probably my favourite musical sting I've heard today. Have you listened to back to any of the musical stings I do? Some of them. Yeah, you have. Some kidding. of them, yeah. Some of them. Good. I, fi- I find it difficult to listen back to myself, but... Yeah, I, I, I'd do it anyway. I just... I just I, yeah. Yeah. No problem with it. 
like the sound of my own voice. Right then. There's no, there's no gag there. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really... <laughs> Without further ego, 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 yeah. I'm going to carry on talking. Carry on talking, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is my quiz. It's called Humble Beginnings. So the idea is we've done character introductions, mm-hmm. but what about the first time we see actors? Okay, interesting. So we have a, a feature called What's My Name Again, okay. which we will get to, yep. which is usually about the first roles actors have ever played. And we usually look for the roles where the actor hasn't got a character name. Mm-hmm. So I have got a selection of actors that either went big for their first role yeah, or had a humble beginning. Okay, interesting. I'm going to give you two options. I'm going to give you the actor, and I'm going to give you two characters. Okay. You've got to tell me, did they start with the iconic character you know, or did they start with the humble beginning option that I'm also going to give you? Okay. Simple as that. So, for example, I'm going to start off with Paul Hogan. Ah, okay. Hulk's brother. Yeah, if you like. Yeah, why yeah. not? Um, did he start off as Crocodile Dundee? Or... Did he actually start off playing drunk Australian? <laughs> what What's the difference? His first... <laughs> hey, don't you dare. In this podcast, we have full respect for Mr. Dundee. How dare you? Um, I I think he probably played played drunk Australian initially because he was a he was an actor before Crocodile Dundee and a, he was a director com- as well. Wasn't he? he was a comedian before playing Crocodile Dundee. Right. Okay. I'm going to say drunk Australian. And you'd be wrong. Really? He started off first ever role as Crocodile Dundee, straight in at the top. Wow. And arguably downhill from there. I don't think it's even arguably then. <laughs> I don't know. Crocodile Dundee 2, what's your thoughts? Better or worse than the first? Better, but you need to watch the first for it to be better. Solid shout. Absolutely solid shout. I haven't seen Crocodile Dundee in a long time. No. And that feels like that should be rectified. I love Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, was her first role as Laurie Stroud from the Halloween films, made her the famous scream queen that she became? Yeah. Or was she actually bratty teenager? I'm going to go Halloween. Oh, and you'd be absolutely right. Yeah, bratty bratty teenager would have been a long time ago, and for it to be, for her to be described as bratty seems quite a modern turn of phrase. Well, that detective work was perfect, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I better, I better quickly look through all the other ones I've made up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some of these were really hard, Dave, all right? Okay, then. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Now, did Eddie Murphy go straight in... Facebook designer. To play... <laughs> to playing his criminal counterpart to Nick Nolte in 48 Hours? who I have forgot to write the character name down for. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> or did he actually start his movie roles as Ghetto Teacher? Now, you've uh, got to ask yourself, has Ben made up a terrible name for a character in Ghetto Teacher, or did they actually cast Eddie Murphy as Ghetto Teacher? I think they probably cast Eddie Murphy as Ghetto Teacher. You'd be wrong. I'm a terrible human being. Oh, movie. really? Excellent. <laughs> I put one in there properly. Yeah, I wanted to, to throw you out there. <laughs> Sticking along the same black comedian line, we're going Chris Rock. Okay. Chris Rock famously played Lee Butters in Lethal Weapon 4. Yep. 
You remember Lethal Weapon 4? It's the one no one saw. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson's yeah, in it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but so is Chris Rock playing <laughs> Lee Butters in Lethal Weapon 4. But was that his first role? Or did he have a humble beginning as person standing next to club during fight? Oh, I hope it's person standing next to club in fight. Hang on, person standing next to club in fight? Person standing next to club during fight. Yeah, that one. Yeah, you'd be absolutely right. <laughs> That's my favourite from this whole like list. That, yeah. That's Arguably, I should have finished with that one. Person standing <laughs> next to club during fight. Brilliant. Is give that guy a name. That's I, Just call him Steve. You're going to play Steve. <laughs> what am I going to do? You're going to stand next to this club during this fight. Right, you don't need to know his motivations. Yeah. That's your role. But we can't be able to keep putting that the whole time. That's Mr. During Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Who? Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Famously played Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Was that his first role? Or was Store Employee his first role? <laughs> I, I go Luke Skywalker. Why? <laughs> You're right, it was Luke Skywalker. They didn't have stores back in those days. In the 1970s. No. All right, fair enough then. <laughs> Christian Stewart. Okay. Famous for Bella in the Twilight series. Yep. Now, was that her breakout role? Or. No, no, wasn't. no it wasn't. <laughs> or. Did she play Ring Toss Girl? Ring toss girl, the girl who's running the ring toss. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think she was a ring tosser. Girl. I don't know if that makes it better. She was a ring toss girl in Viva Rock Vegas, the lesser known scene Flintstone wow. sequel that starred Mark Addy as Fred Flintstone and not John Goodman. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, I went to see it at the cinema. Did you? <laughs> Brilliant. I don't think there was anyone else in the screen. Oh, no, no, there was other people in the screen for that one. That was the summer when I went to stay with my gran, and my gran hadn't really thought of stuff for me to do, me and my sister to do, so we went to the cinema about four times. Nice. And we saw, like, Lost in Space, that was like, okay, fairly good. decent. Um, maybe Wild Wild West or something like that as well. It was all right. And then we were kind of scraping the barrel with a film called Titan AE. It's an animated movie that no one's seen and yep. was amazing and was the first time that I'd ever been in the cinema on my own with just my sister because wow. no one else was there. Wow. Um, but it's amazing. Titan AE, if you can find it's an animated movie, it's incredible. And then we also went to see Flintstone's Viva Rock Vegas, huh. which is not good. I, I see Mark Addy strikes me as he'd be good at Fred. Good as Fred. Oh, no, I think like he's cast really well as Fred Flintstone. Like He's amazing as Fred Flintstone. I can't remember who plays... Barney. So like, I think someone really random plays Barney as well. I th- oh, it's one of the Baldwins plays Barney. Like Steve Baldwin oh, plays him. Okay, nice. It's just really weird. This the whole <laughs> film's bizarre. Like considering John Goodman is amazing as Fred Flintstone. Mm, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, and Kristen Stewart's in it apparently. Cool. As Ring Toss Girl. Who? Alan Rickman. <laughs> Did. Nice. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Did he start as Hans Gruber in Die Hard? Or did he actually play an English gentleman? English gentleman. Nope. He was Hans Gruber in Die Hard as his first ever role. Really? Wow. I mean, talk about starting iconic. That is a heck of a role. That is a heck of a role. It's bizarre, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's, yeah, that's my favourite off the list, I reckon. Wow. Well, he set his stall that early, didn't he? 
Yeah, and 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 if if it ever was like, well, I'm well, I'm typecast. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Stop doing bad guys brilliantly. Like <laughs> I want to be the good guy. Yeah, it's not happening, Alan. It's not happening. Even in like Love Actually, he ends up being a knob. Mm. Like even he's a bad guy in that film too. Yeah. Like you just can't get a break. Yeah. I think Harry does he end up being a bad guy? In, uh, massive spoilers, by the way. <laughs> end up being a bad guy in Harry Potter as well. Uh, technically, he's a good guy in the end, isn't he? But geek, right? Um, <laughs> ben Affleck. Okay. Did he start off playing Chucky in Goodwill Hunting? That's the name of the character in Goodwill Hunting. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. Called on IMDb. Or was he basketball player number ten? It's a thinker. It's a thinker. I think he may have been basketball player number 10 in some... Was it some Kevin Smith movie or something like that? It wasn't. Okay. But he was basketball player number 10 in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Wow, that's rubbish, that film. Oh, I quite like that with, oh. with Donald Sutherland. It's not... It, it, it spoke because the TV series is so good. Yeah, it's, it's better. It's made by the same guy, though. It's made by Joss Whedon. Yeah, true. But I quite like the tea. I quite like the film. Well, uh, yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> we'll finish off with an icon. Julie Andrews. Was her first ever movie role Mary Poppins? Say it properly. Was her first ever movie role Mary Poppins? Thank you. Or was it Singing Teacher? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm not going to ask the options again. <laughs> how, how tempting it is. Um, I think it might be Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> and you'd be absolutely wow. right. First ever movie role was Mary Poppins. Fascinating. That's 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 bold, isn't it? Considering, I mean, apart from, I don't know the characters in in in. Sound of Music. I don't know what her name is. Von Trapp is she a Von? No, she's not a Von Trapp. Is no, she? She's the nanny to the Von Trapps. I've yeah. never seen it. Nanny the Fuck. <laughs> that movie, this podcast, I haven't seen one of the most iconic <laughs> films. I just cannot be. I just doesn't strike me as a film I want to watch. So far, we've we've ruined Casablanca. Gone with the Wind. Casablanca is great. No, no, no. Casablanca is amazing. <laughs> watch Casablanca. It's incredible. Like, it's a proper incredible movie. And you do that thing when he says stuff like, "Here's looking at you, kid." You go, "Oh, he's, he said it." There's no one here. He said it. <laughs> But yeah, that's that keeps doing that. So there you go. That's humble beginnings. Cool. I, I, didn't, that. I didn't keep score, but there you go. So uh, that's good, that Chris. Right. And we talked about it earlier, but now it's clearly time for What's my name. Right. How does what's well? I've explained how well, what's my name again works. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, probably, do I don't don't bother doing it again. No. Well, if you I weren't listening. Right now, rewind. Anyway. So, we my... Have, carry on. No, we sorry. sorry no, carry on. You, you, we haven't got any new listeners. You're my right. number one uh, was Indiana Jones and... <laughs> the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's, like, <laughs> it's not Templar Tim. It's not, it's not Last Crusade. What the hell was it? Um, and, yeah. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I have picked an iconic character from that. Okay. The scene where... Indiana Jones is with his gun and he is um, he's face down by a character called Arab Swordsman. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Um, and the swordsman is sort of showing off with all his sword skills and then Indiana Jones gets his gun out and shoots him. And as you, you informed me last time we spoke about this, it's because Harrison Ford wasn't feeling very well and he couldn't do the fight scene. That's exactly right. He had diarrhea. Yep. <laughs> Added detail. <laughs> um, if you didn't know, now you know. There you Sorry, go. Harrison. Um, <laughs> Big fan. Always listening. Um, yeah. So, Arab Swordsman, as he's known in that film, is played by Terry Richards. Um, Terry Richards. Is he? He is. You sure? Yep. Because <laughs> I thought he was played by someone else. Terry Richards. Oh, no, you're right. No, he's Terry Richards. No, you're absolutely right. I was thinking about someone else. Never mind. Um, Terry Richards. Okay, what has Terry Richards been in before? So, our mate Terry has been in a lot of different films. <laughs> and you've lost the page. He says, get to the page. <laughs> so, he was in Tomorrow Never Dies. Was he? As Carver's Thug. Classic. He was in, he's been in all sorts of TV shows, MacGyver and the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, he, who did he play in the Young Indiana, oh, the Bavarian? I kind of hoped he was going to play the same character in yeah. Young Indiana Jones. Little side thing. Like, you know, he, he faced him in there. He was in Total Recall, Henchman at Cement Factory. Classic role. Yep. Um, I suspect he was based in uh, the UK because he's also been in The Bell. <laughs> as Mad Mike. Oh, classic Mad Mike. He's also got a habit of being in um, sort of films or TV series. TV series before they became films. So he was in the Born Identity TV series. Didn't he, know that was a thing. I didn't either. He was in uh, another one as well. What was the other one? Well, he's been in like, there's the absolute classics here. So like he's been in Casino Royale the original Bond movie, that was the other Scottish one, yeah. Strongman. He was in the Dirty Dozen. He was also in a Star Wars movie. He was Empire Strikes Back as a, as the Wampa. So he played the big snowy thing that. That's the big snowy mm. thing that kidnaps. Yeah, Luke. Right. Yeah, it's a Wampa. I think so. Yeah. If if you if it's not a Wampa, don't don't get in touch. <laughs> I'm just not. Bothered. I don't think anyone's that that Flesh, geeky about Star Wars. people are though. Oh, no, with Star Wars, you're right. I don't think no. it's got that big a fan base. No. Um, Live long and prosper. Flash. Flash. <laughs> Why? What are you Flash doing? Flash Gordon as well. Yeah. Ming's brute. Yeah. He plays a lot of like henchmen, doesn't he? He does. Pretty yeah. good at a henchman. Um, in High Road to China, played Ginger. Yeah. That's it. He's, he's just had a, a, a sort of classic henchman sort of career. He's forged out for himself. There is something in just. Being the henchman in there. Yeah. He's not done anything since Tomorrow Never Dies, which is ominous. Yeah. Oh, Space Precinct. All right, geeks. I loved Space Precinct. I thought it was an, it was an incredible show. It was about two cops who were... In fact, I'm going to look at the... Uh, I'm going to look at the... Um, an extraterrestrial adventures of former NYP detective Patrick Brogan, now a lieutenant with the De- Demeter City Police Force on planet Altor. I loved it. I was amazing. As a kid, I think it probably got one season. Looks like it. No, no, 94 to 95. Yeah, one season. I thought it was amazing. I had Space Precinct curtains. Did you? <laughs> Genuinely did. They probably were something now if I could find them because wow. it was like one season, maybe two. But yeah, I loved this show. It was amazing. That's a bold move, a marketing move, isn't it? We're going to make some curtains for this it show. It really is. When I think back to it, it's, that's really bold. Yeah. For the UK as well. It was an American TV show. So they, they thought, well, the UK's got a bit. It was, it was the classic BBC2 
next generation's time slot. Yeah, like six, okay. six o'clock time slot they used to put stuff in. Nice, okay. Space Precinct was in there. And like I said, I thought it was amazing. Wow. Well, maybe it was a British show then if he was in it. Because he's clearly... Well, it's been he's MacGyver. Lon- London-based, he says. Seems like it. Okay. So, mm. there we go. Next time... Sorry. Yeah. Next time you're watching Indiana Jones and you see that iconic scene, not only do you tell your loved one who you're with... See, see how uh, Harrison Ford's got a little bit of a sweat on because he's been on the toilet all morning because he's got the 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 squits. <laughs> when he shoots his gun and you go, that's you know he's doing that because it should have been a fight scene, blah blah blah, and your wife's rolling her eyes. You can say, and the thug he's just shot yeah. is Terry Richards, better known for playing pub customer. In The Piglet Files, starring <laughs> Only Fools and Horses' Nicholas Lyndhurst. Excellent, yeah. Which, you know, if that doesn't get a gasp, I don't know what will. <laughs> right. It's time for the plugs. Oh, thank God for that. It's uh, That Movie List Podcast, so find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. If you've got any lists that you're desperate for us to do, let us know, and we might do them. If, if Dave can research it on Facebook, he'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Let us know if we've missed any off. Think, look, read, think. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> so well. just, just figure out your own plugs, everyone else. <laughs> just look for us on social. Listen media. back. We've got some absolutely amazing top-rated episodes, such and, and as some shoddy ones, as and well. some. Oh yeah, and some. I mean, the sound quality on the last one was absolutely shocking. Yeah, we didn't record that one in a toilet. Um, it was next man next to toilet. <laughs> but, uh, That's quite yeah. good. But if you're looking for other episodes, thank you for padding while I'm trying to find other episodes you've done because I can't remember them. Oh, you're welcome. Exoskeletons is 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 ridiculous. Um, and as in successful. It's... Oh, it's ridiculously successful, but it's also a ridiculous episode. Movie aliens, bathroom scenes, video games that should have been movies, title drops. So times people have said the title in the movie. We did an episode on that. <laughs> um, and one that just wasn't even movie related it was movie related toys so it was just us talking yeah. about toys the whole time there are loads there are over 30 episodes you can oh, go wow. back and find how many? 30? <laughs> wow that I, I wouldn't have put us an episode over 27 you know <laughs> wow ah, we're still going we're still going here's to the next 30 plugging away say bye Dave Thank you.